Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Let's go Mets! Happy opening day! A home run by Wilmer Flores? Wilmer! The Dark Knight! Who's Mr. Clutch? Duda! Let's go Mets! It's Jim Brewer's Mets and more. <laughs> Why hello hello and welcome to Jim Brewer Mets and more. Well, now that it's officially the... Uh, by the way, I'm driving right now. Uh... Don't worry, I'm not holding anything. So uh, while I'm driving, I this, this is always the easiest time for me. This is when my mind flows the best, when I'm just driving, doing nothing. And uh, now that the baseball season is over, you'll definitely be getting a lot of the more of the podcast. What's the more? Well, what's going on with my life? What's going on with uh, career uh, the outside world is it's it's you're my friend at the end of the day you're my friend you're sitting next to me and we're gonna we're gonna talk like we're talking as friends but let's get the first thing out of the way the season of the Mets I was at every single game it was so exciting and I would be the biggest liar in the world that if I you know, so many people come up to me and they go you know, really sorry about your Mets, really sorry about your Mets. I, I am too, but I have to really be honest. I do not feel bad. I honestly feel that Royals team was a a better team. Um, and what I mean by better team is they had tremendous experience. They knew what it was like to lose. They made it through the World Series last year. They made it all the way to a runner 90 feet away. The tying run was 90 feet away. And they, and that's how they lost the World Series. And you know what? A team with that experience, you didn't realize how valuable that was until you watched the Mets play. You, you cannot tell me if you were watching that World Series, especially if you're a Mets fan, that first pitch... The first pitch of the entire World Series that goes into left center and Cespedes did some weird backhand, bizarre, I don't know what that was, an attempt to catch it. I, I don't know what that was. I, I still think Conforto maybe could have had it. I, what? It doesn't matter. When you watch that play and the guy gets a home run, an inside-the-park home run, you cannot tell me. You just knew right then and there. Uh, this might not be our year. This might not be our year. Now, yes, we had leads in the eighth inning in three different games. Yes, the New York Mets could have won. Yes, they should have won. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what? They didn't. And that's what championship teams do. They win. Period. 
period. Familia gives up a home run the ninth inning. What? When's the last time he's done that? When's the last time he's done that? July? I mean, you cannot tell me. It, it, if that wasn't even reinforcement to tell you, uh, this may not be our year. Watching that ball go through Murphy's legs in game four. Watching Cespedes boot the ball. Watching Cespedes strike out almost every at bat. Not only strike out, but look horrifying. Horrifying. It was like the note on him was like, listen, just throw the ball 100 feet in front of the plate. Trust me, he'll swing. And he did. It was horrifying. So, you know, even, even, even when I was at game five, there was a split second of me that said, we are going seven games. We're going seven games. Harvey just pitched his heart out. His heart and soul, like a soldier on the front line, knowing he's outnumbered by the enemy 100 to 1. And Matt Harvey became a Met once again, front and center, pouring his guts on the table, pitching the game of a lifetime. And when he walked that first batter, again, you can't honestly tell me that you didn't go, oh, no, this may not be our year. And then the double. As soon as it hit the double, you had to know. You had to know. Here it comes. Here comes that royal team. Here they come. The, game four, it was Tyler Clippard uh, Clipper comes in. Why? If, if I'm going to blame... I, I can't blame Terry Collins for anything. I gotta be honest with you. There is one decision I had a problem with Terry Collins. Just one. That was when you're in the World Series, I get Tyler Clippert as your eighth inning guy. I get the seventh inning is Addison Reed. Addison Reed was lights out. Period. When it comes to the World Series, all bets are off as far as this guy pitches that eight. You keep him in until he gives up the walk, until he gives up a single, and you bridge him to Familia or Tyler Clippard. That, I, I knew right then and there, when Tyler Clippard came in, the whole state, I swear to God, the whole stand behind me. And it's nothing against Tyler. You can't blame Tyler Clippard. You think he wants to walk people? Yeah, I'm in a world. You know what? I'm in a World Series, and uh, this is my big opportunity. I think I'm going to walk him. I mean, that's baseball. He had two strikes on two batters. You have to give credit to the Royals who just foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. Ball one, one and two. Foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. Ball two, two and two. Foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. Ball three, three and two. Foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, ball four. I mean, they came to win. The Royals came to win. And the Mets, they just, they weren't ready. They weren't ready. I'm, I'm hoping that this Mets team, from what they just experienced... 
and and just watching Harvey and his enthusiasm and his attitude is back and his sportsmanship and the way he competes, he is back. He is the Dark Knight. He is the king of New York. And yeah, it was hard on him in the middle of the season. I, sorry, but it was deserved. You can't tell me it wasn't. But he earned his right back to be the king of New York. He was a monster. I, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. It was That brought me back to the Dwight Gooden days. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It was fascinating. It was inspiring. It was exciting. All we can hope for is that Matt Harvey taste how close he came and this whole offseason he's just standing at home right now with his ball going get me on that mound again nobody is going to stop us from going back there you can only hope DeGrom feels that way Syndergaard feels that way Mats feels that way Wheeler already said don't you dare trade me I want to be a Met so he's on a mission this pitching staff is on a mission to conquer the National League next year. And mark my word, they're going to put up a dogfight. A dogfight. It's going to be exciting. Now you have Duda, you have Travis Darno, Conforto, you, and, and Granderson. Those guys you know without a doubt are going to be in the lineup next year. Now we just got to see what happens during the offseason. Who are we getting? Who are we not getting? You know, I, I owe a huge... Huge, uh, you know, what what, uh, apology to Gary Cohen. You know, Gary Cohen during the uh, Cub season, uh, Cub series, was on um, a radio station in New York, Francesca, and uh, he he didn't he didn't trash Daniel Murphy, but he said he's a he's a net negative. His fielding is always going to kill you. The amount of runs that he gives up in the field and the innings that he costs you and the and the extra pitches that he costs you on a pitcher because of his fielding always equals a net negative. Yes, he's exciting. And I was so mad that he said that after having such a Dodger stay. I took it personally. I took it personally. And that's why in that video I was like, how dare you, Gary? Shame on you. I said, shame on you, Gary Cohen. Shame on you. But you know what? At the time, that's what I felt. And I have to be honest with you, when when Daniel Murphy missed that ball in Game Four and it went through his legs, I, I all I could think about was Gary Cohen just smiling from ear to ear on the inside, just keeping quiet, smile. And again on Game Five to keep the inning going, ground ball hit the Murphy end an inning ending double play. Right, he botched that. You can't. Gary Cohn was smiling from ear to ear. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't have any ill feelings for one player. I really don't. In the past, oh, I didn't like. I couldn't stand Armando Benitez. Couldn't stand him. So mad at him. You know, and they try to make a big deal. I, I listen to some morning talk guys nonsense with. Where does Duda's blotch play stand his all-time... It, it, you know what? No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. 
if you look, he had to he had to throw the absolute perfect throw, a, a laser perfect throw, to nail that. They, they, they played better. At the end of the day, they played better. They caught us with our pants down a million times. And from game one, they put the Mets on the defensive. The Mets played, if, if you ask me, they look like they played like they were trying not to lose the World Series. Think of how many hits. Everyone talked about, oh, this team, the, the Royals have no aces. Well, guess what? That Volquez went toe-to-toe with Harvey. He gave up less hits than Matt Harvey in that game. DeGrom was outpitched. Cueto outpitched. I mean, just... They deserve everything they get. They deserve everything they get at that Royal team. But we deserve. And here, here's what you should take away as a Met fan. Walk around with a swagger. Wear that Mets hat. Wear the Met gear. Yeah, we didn't win the World Series. But you know what? We're winners again. We're going to have winning seasons for the next couple of years. You can't tell me that is not the expectation now. I, I, all, all these pitchers on the Mets are very competitive. They're not going to allow losing seasons after what they just taste. They know they're so close to winning it. And we're too, I'm going to say we're, we definitely got to get a bat, and we definitely got to get a great infielder. And why a great infielder with a, with a so-so bat? It doesn't matter if he's a great bat. You get a great infielder that can save the pitcher from pitching more in an inning because he doesn't give up errors. He knows how to turn double plays. That is why in an infield is so important. You know how many games I watched this year where DeGrom was pitching or Harvey was pitching, whoever is pitching, and their pitch count is low, but now an error is made or they can't turn the double play. Well, guess now. You just blew another inning for this pitcher. So now he has to work harder. Because there's a runner on the base, he's pitching from the stretch, and now he's throwing an extra 8 to 15 pitches. That kills you. That kills you. It kills you more than you realize it. So, with that said, I think this is, hands down, one of the most exciting times I have in my life. In my life. As a Mets fan. Making these videos. I'll tell you what, that's, a, that's another whole thing we got to get into. The, the excitement of the videos and the, and the madness of the psychos, the sociopaths. Sports fans could be sociopaths. Like, I, I, I had a couple Cub fans, maybe one or two, when the Mets lost, literally wanting my skin taken off. They wanted me skinned alive. How dare you insult the Cub fans? I went, when did I insult Cub fans? We, people only want to hear what they want to hear. You know, the, you know, I've been, every Met fan that follows me knows every time we sweep. And even when we lost, I would say, guess what? Queens is the cleanest city because we just got swept. That's one of the sayings. I had a cup fan. How dare you say we're the cleanest city? Are you really? Are you? A, are you a moron? You've been dwelling on something I said one line after I gave a whole speech of well, how great the fans are and your team's going to be amazing next year and 
what a great team. You just need a pitcher. Now turn off the video. I'm going to celebrate as a Met. Yet you don't turn off the video and you watch me make the fan recap. And then you, 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 I hope you die, you a-hole. And you, are you out of your mind? We're not at war. You're following a baseball team. We're not, we're not fighting each other as countries where people are dying. You sit there and dwell for over two weeks over a line where I say Chicago's the cleanest city in the world because it just got swept. That's what I've been doing all 162 games of the season. People are nuts. Get your, get your life together. Get your act together. That's the negative part. There's so much more positive on the upswing. So much more. Um, and there's a lot to talk about here. I want to talk about the song I was going to put out there. What happened with that? How far we went with it? Um, I want to talk about the amazing friends that I made because of these videos. And the fans. And what it was like going to City Field. And the united front we became as fans. Not only, not only Mets fans. But all baseball fans. The Royal fans. The Chicago Cub fans, even LA Dodger fans, Blue Jay fans, everyone that was in the playoffs, all eyes started becoming on me with my Met fan recap, and it became a really cool society. I gotta be honest with you, it was it was it was really something special. And I tell you what, again, if it wasn't, I, I think back at how weird the way life works. It was at the worst. One of the worst times in in my personal life, my wife going through chemotherapy, you know, my sister just passed away, my father passed away. A couple weeks later, they announced my my wife's got cancer again, and here she is as we're making videos. I had um, Facebook videos where, you know, some were family videos. I still make family videos, Marriage Warrior and nice head and all these different things that people were getting into and my wife sit there after chemo just staring at me watching me watch the first game of the Mets versus the Nationals and she just smiling going this is what you should be making videos for as a fan watching the Met game after each game give a recap and I went oh my god that's that's brilliant and she goes after the game, she went, you have to do that after every game. I went, no. She went, oh, yeah. No. The fans will love it. And you know what? Wow. She was right on target. The fans loved it. I loved it. And I can't, I don't even know where to begin to thank all of you. All of you. For the happiness that you brought me on so many levels. Not just being a fan. But being human. You know how many people came up to you at the Met games going, you know, we're talking Mets. I love talking Mets. You should throw out the first pitch. You should, you we love you as a fan. We love you. We love we love the recaps. I would show up at the games, the cops. Hey Jim, love the recaps. The guys collecting tickets and the girls collecting. Oh, we love the recap. Oh my god, the recaps. The highest, the highest of security. Security people at the games. We love you. Oh my God, the, the recaps. When you did this, when you did that. 
it's it's um so rewarding so rewarding because it's it, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to give to one another it really is and people would go how's your wife how's your wife it's like i i met a million fans that i didn't know i had so again i just i i can't thank you enough having so much fun but th- it's not ending it's not ending so let's uh let's get into that whole shebiggle and what's going on from here so let me tell you another uh part of the world series again if you're kind of going what why is this sound funny what, what's that noise i'm driving i just had a meeting with um a company in new york city that would would buy advertising for this podcast so they would launch the bra you know get the podcast out there but also get huge advertising where eventually i would read but it's not part of a network so the way this would work is they would offer me advertisers and i'd say yes yes no no i'd love to do something for them i'd love to do something for them so i'm coming back from new york city and a lot of cool things happening on the horizon and all again keeping the focus on where i'm at in life I'm 48 years old, three children, married 22 years, a family man. My passions are a family life, good life, strong family faith. Uh, when I say faith, I don't mean uh, you know I'm really I'm super religious and I'm just good moral life. I, I, I I'm not talking Snow White. Uh, you know, with a with a robe on, wearing a, a priest outfit, just standard morals. Uh, family guy passions are hard rock, metal, the Mets, and just doing the right thing. Just do the right thing. Um, so I'm in my car driving home from that, and and uh, so I had this song. I have a record coming out. Even that, I'm super excited. Tonight, tonight, I'm meeting the director of the video. The first song is called Old School. And that song will come out, I believe, in January. And if you're... I, I, I love it. I've listened to it 200 times. Everyone I let listen to it flips out, loves it. But then again... What are they going to do? Call me and say, yeah, you know, eh, it's all right. It's, I mean, the, the only people are really going to tell me it's good are the amount of downloads it gets. And if it picks up speed and radio play, I guess that's the only thing. But so meeting the director tonight at my house, he's coming to my house and we're going to talk about what the video is about, what this concept is about, what's the record about. And he's heard the songs. He absolutely flipped on the songs. He said, I never expected this. And that's what I'm hoping with everyone's reaction is, whoa, I didn't expect this from Jim Brewer. Now, the hardcore Jim Brewer fans have followed me through my radio days and watched my stand-up know I've got an ear and a passion for hard rock and metal. Hence, 
ACDC and the hokey pokey bit, hence the the metal nursery rhyme songs and all that jazz. So you already know that's a strong passion in my life. It's an important factor in my life. Um, so yeah, Rob Caggiano produced it. He did all the guitars on it. He's in a band called Volbeat, which I highly suggest you check out. Volbeat is, I call it Elvis metal. Because the guy gives, he's like Elvis meets Metallica metal. That's that's the best way to describe Volbeat. Um, they're fun, kick-ass, great guitar riffs, great music. Uh, a lead singer that stands out. I, I saw them in concert. They're tight. They rock hard. They destroy the place live. <clears throat> so I got this one song. And it's called um, Nobody's Better Than Us. So while the Mets are winning the World Series, not winning the World Series, when they go to the World Series, all of a sudden, I said, What about this song? Becoming, if the Mets win the World Series, we should use this as their victory song. And what do you think? Does this make sense? So I let some of the Met people hear it. They flipped. They flipped. Let's use it right now. I said, no, 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 we can't use it now. It's not professionally mixed. It's not mastered. And we need to set up on iTunes and everything else. And I have to ask the record company. Because at the end of the day, they own it. It's on It's on the record that's coming out. So, I give it to the record company. Uh, Brian Slagle, part of Metal Blade Records. I said, Brian, what do you think? He listens to the song. He went, oh my God. This is huge. We have to drop this. They First thing we got to do is make sure the name is set. And make sure we get this ready on iTunes. And we need artwork. And let's move. Then we call it MLB. MLB goes, how about we start using this song for highlight reels now? This is hot. We want to use it right now. So you can only imagine, here I am. People know me as a professional comedian or whatever. The guy from Half-Baked. Oh, this is the guy from SNL. Whatever you know me as. To me, I'm a comedian. At the end of the day, I'm just, by trade, I make my money touring as a stand-up comic. And here I am. I make this album. You know, is it going to do all right? I don't know. I hope it does. I hope it crushes. I'm not going to lie to you. I I feel like I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. And I can tell you this. I'm proud of what I'm going to put out there. I'm really proud of what I'm going to put out there. That's all I'm going to say. But here I am. An MLB. The Mets. The record company. And I'm a management team. It's like, let's... We're locked and loaded. Let's rock. Now... I get the question. Now the Mets are down two games to one. The song is now mastered. That's how fast we got it mixed and mastered. It sounds ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. I, I played it for my wife in the car. And she's the, she's the worst. She is my worst critic. I do not love her to death. I do not enjoy putting my artwork in front of her. She is not... She either goes, ah, this this is cheesy. This sucks. She said this about one of the songs. This song's cheesy. I don't like it. I'm like, we, 
what do you? T-? Everyone goes, oh man, what do you? I love this song. She listens to it. Eh. She listened to this song. She almost started crying. She almost started. Cry- I've never saw her react like that. She went. She gets like, give me five, give me five. You need this out there right now. You need this in the Mets clubhouse. They have to hear this to amp them up. Holy cow, am I amped up? Play it again, play it again. That's how my wife reacted. So I can only tell you how amped I was. But now I get the call. The Mets are down two games to one. Now they're down three games to one. And the head... Uh, Brian Slagle from uh, from from Metal Blade, right? and Brian Slagle calls me up. He goes, Jim, I got a serious question for you, and it's a business question. I said, All right. If the Mets do not win the World Series, are you willing to let the Royals and and do a Facebook video? And I went, oh, oh, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's, mm. I went business-wise, that makes a lot of sense. My heart-wise says, that's a catastrophe. Long story short, didn't have to worry about it, didn't do it, and I'd rather, I, I have some Met friends at MLB, I have uh, friends, met friends at SNY, and you, the fans, to make up a cool three-minute-something video of how our season went. And my plan is to release it right around opening day when we're home. Opening day, and then that'll be the video, and that's when I'll put it out there. And then if NFL, I hear NFL now wants to take a whack at this and use it for... For um, NFL highlight reels, that I have no problem with. If that's the way it goes, great, great, great. Um, so, it came pretty intense with one of my songs. And I got to say, that's it's kind of an awesome feeling to get that respect. Because I know when my album comes out, people are going to have doubts. Their, their expectation levels are going to be low. I already hear, like, is this Tenacious D? No, it's not Tenacious D. Tenacious D is a whole different beast. That's a whole different animal. That's an established beast right there. That's, you can't touch that. That's, that, that's a whole different level. Uh, Tenacious D, they can, they can sell out arenas. I mean, no, it's not Tenacious D. It's Jim Brewer. It's Jim Brewer. And his musical pieces. Well, is it, is it cover bands? Nope. Not doing covers. Well, is it all stand-up? Co- nope. You'll just have to see. Are you, like, dead serious? No. Not really. You know, maybe a song or two is serious, but not... Not uh, to the point where you're like, what, what is this guy, into politics now? Like, what, what is he, a politician? Just... If you come see my stand-up comedy, you'll get it. You get it right off the bat. Oh, this guy talks about his life. He talks about his kids. He talks about his elderly parents getting old, being into rock, his uh, travels in life, taking care of his father before he passed away, what he thinks of death. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I just incorporated music. That's all. It's something I've been waiting for a long time. And I, and I, I know I keep saying it, but I can't wait for you to hear it. 
God, it's exciting. Um, so that's where that song went. So it's called Nobody's Better Than Us. I'm dying to let you hear it. And maybe, maybe by, uh, well, now we're in November. So maybe I'll squeak something out like another month on this podcast. It's funny because I know the record label doesn't listen to it. <laughs> I know I know none of my management or anything listens to it. So why not just play a little bit of it? Um, but originally the way it was, it, it was written at a feeling I had when my friends and family are together. This really when we're when we're in that when we're peaking and we're having the best time of our lives through either conversation or enjoying the moment and I really feel there's nobody better than us. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, when you're with your your, your friends of friends and you just, the timing's perfect and you, you're you so happy sometimes, you almost want to tear up like, God, I love you. I love this moment. And you're just, nobody's, I can't believe so many people are missing out on this. That is what the song is truly about. But you can listen to it and swear it was written for an NFL and all sports teams. So tomorrow night, I'm playing the, well, playing the uh, Borgata and then Foxwoods. It was just really funny because I, as I going down there, um, I was doing a radio station and they were asking me what I thought about. Uh, I don't know. I guess some guy wants to take all these some Syrian. I don't follow news. I don't follow news. I don't follow politics. People should know that. But I have no clue what's going on in the news. No clue what's going on in politics because I just don't care. I don't care. It, I haven't, I've detached myself a couple years ago. And I got to be dead honest with you. I, it, it, it hasn't affected my life in a bad way whatsoever. People, oh, you hear about the Syrians? No. No, I haven't. Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, you know Iran. Who cares? Well, I don't care. Call me when there's an Iranian on my front lawn or a Syrian on my front lawn and then, you know, when there's a tank on there, then I'll, I'll drop everything and I'll ready to go down. I mean, I'm not, I was, are we really, do we need to digest all this madness? It's madness. Who's, you know, Syria. Uh, someone told me, oh, they're, they're, I hope you're not thinking about bringing Syrian refugees here. Why, why would you, what do you, why are you always worried about what's going on somewhere else? And I'm not being cold or disheartened, but for crying out loud, I just worry about your kid. Worry about your kid in school. Worry about your mother who's turning 90 years old and you got to decide whether you're going to hire someone to wipe her ass or a sticker in an old people's home. Why don't you worry about that than to sit there and watch the news for 20 minutes like, we got to do something about Syria. You're not going to do something. You're not. The people have the same rotation in life every four years. Like, oh, we got to vote for this. and You just talk, talk, talk. And everyone thinks they have their own opinion. You don't. You don't. 98% of the time you sit in a coffee shop, the only opinions they're coming up with are the exact opinions that they're telling you on TV. And they're even teaching you how to debate each other. With each thing, well, some people say that what's they're telling you right there how to. It's like going to a mind reader. So many people into mind readers, and you, you buy the whole thing that you know, so we can see dead people. No, they can't. No, they can't. I hate to tell you, 
They can't. It's very easy to mind read someone. If you go, oh, man, you look like you're down. I, I go to the coffee shop in town. It's like therapy. It's hilarious. I'll go in and someone will walk in. I'll go, hey, Bill, you you look really down, man. You're losing weight. Something bad's going on. Oh, my God, yes. How'd you know? Well, I can tell the way your body language is and your eyes. Your eyes look like you're depressed and it's family, isn't it? Oh, God. Then they're off for 20 minutes and they tell you everything. It's the same thing what a psychic does. It's the same thing with the people that talk to the dead. That You're going to them because you need closure on something. That's why you're going. You, you have a lost feeling of what you should be in life or what you should be doing. So that's why you're seeking. They already know you're seeking Something you're either seeking closure or you're seeking hope. That's why you go to a psychic, that's why you go to someone who speaks to the dead. I mean, hey, kudos to them, they're the ones cashing in and on you and whatever. And then politics, you know, hey, listen, I'm American, okay, we're all American, but. We fall for the same hook, line, and sinker goof every four years. Every five. Here, I'm going to tell you exactly how it goes. You ready? Here it is. Tell me the difference, except for actual people's lot. What is the difference between politics and professional wrestling? Nothing. To me, it's, it's professional wrestling. It's the board that says, all right, this is what we're going to do. You guys have to go out and you have to talk about how much you hate the gay society and how we have to ban um, weddings amongst gay people. And you guys have to talk about the immigrants and how they're just ruining this country. And you guys got to stick up. You know, they're going to call it. You're going to get hate mail. We'll take care of all that. We'll cipher all that. Just make sure we sell a lot of shirts, okay? We need... We need funding, people. So you go out there and you hit the gay society and rile that crowd up. And you go out there and you hit the immigrants and you really rile that up and uh, act like they've never heard this before. It's the same. And you, uh, talk about how the liberals are ruining. You got to talk about This is really big because this really creates the hatred. And you guys over there talk about how the conservatives, just all they do are, are preaching hate. That's all they do. And they eat meat and drink cigars and scotch. All right, go get them. Let's sell. Let's get some advertising money, boys. Let's get them on three. One, two, three. Politics. It's such a goof. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little thing. About, two things about voting. And if, if, you, if you really think voting at the end of the day is something honest, I hate to tell you, you are naive. You're naive. I'm telling you right now, you're naive. Here, I'll give you two dumb examples. Have you ever done uh, any vo- Here's a small example. Years ago, I'm starting to do stand-up comedy, right? And while I'm doing a stand-up comedy, they would have amateur nights. Now, a bunch of us were getting really good at amateur nights, and so they had a competition. Now, the competition was the best amateur gets to open up, I, I, I forgot, it was some, oh my God, what was the, uh, what was the comedian's name? She was a big time, she's the, kind of an older time comic, female, ha, 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 ha. She'd smoke like a fake cigar on stage. Um, oh God, that doesn't matter. The point is, we got to open for her. Now, 
Go there on a Tuesday night. The club is packed. Packed. I've never seen this club packed on a Tuesday night. This is in Tampa. It was called the Comedy Corner. Now, you know, like, we go up. I, I kill. Clearly, we all know, and I'm not being pompous or, or cocky. I'm just telling you right now, I was the slay. I would slay. Slayer! Uh-huh. I would slay. And I knew I was gonna be I knew I was gonna win, but I was very humble about it. You know, it was, hey, we're all gonna this is gonna be a great night. Now, one of the guys who wasn't horrible, but so we start going on stage and everybody was bombing. Like awkward bombing. Couldn't couldn't understand it. I go up on stage. And all the stuff that I always kill with, slay, I, I, I'm having a hard time with. And I'm, I'm, I'm confused by the reaction. There was a couple people howling with laughter, but they were pockets. Now, the last guy that goes up, he, destroyed, he gets a huge applause before he gets up there. The place gives him a standing ovation. They're over the top laughing at everything he's doing. He wins the contest. So at the end of the day, when it came to voting, A, he stocked the place. It had nothing to do with who's the best. He stocked the place. The club helped him stock the place. The club could care less about the competition. They're just there to sell, sell, sell. They got their sellout. They could care less who wins. No one cares about the politics of this guy brought in 50-something people or 100 people. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it was a rigged vote. Now, if that's not good enough for you, I'm going to give you a real political vote thing. You ready for this one? I live in a small town of Chester, New Jersey. Someone in my neighborhood would put up a sign when it was voting time. Now, when, they, when I would walk down, a, I'd walk, when I'd ride my car by his house, I'd go, huh, it'd say, vote for Bill. Vote, I'm not going to say his last name. Vote for Bill for mayor. So, oh, you know what? I know Bill. I play softball with Bill, and I, I know he goes to that church and his kids, and I know that's it. I know Bill. Yeah, good for Bill. He's a local guy. I get it. Two weeks later, come back, doing some tour dates. I come back. Now it says, vote for Charlie on the same lawn. He took out the vote for Bill sign and put in vote for Charlie. And this is how, this is how naive and dumb I was. I went, okay, maybe they pay you to put those signs on. And I'm probably worth more votes than this guy who has it because I've been on TV and I'm always in the local paper and everyone knows me. So maybe, hey, I can make some, you want to you wanna pay to go on my lawn? and Let's talk here. So I went to his house because I know the guy and he answered the door. He said, what's up, Jim? I said, you had a sign that said, vote for Bill. Because, yeah, I love Bill. You know, I, I, he goes to that church. And I said, yeah, yeah, what, what, but now you have vote for Charlie. What happened? You want Charlie? He goes, no, I don't want Charlie to win. So why do you have a sign? He goes, to be honest with you, I'm a contractor, and I need permits. And when I went into the town, 
and I've never had this problem before. And I said, I need a permit. You guys are holding me up. She looked me square in the face uh, and said, this, this lady, Sarah, he said, Sarah looked me in the face and she said, well, if you get that sign off your lawn and put up Charlie's, you'll get your permit a lot quicker. Now, that small town, you, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that doesn't happen on a much bigger scale in the grand scheme of things. It's business, people. You know, it's just like the whole, I'm going to ask you to study. I'm going to ask you to study. The next time you watch politic debates, pick your channel. Fox is conservative and NBC, whatever they do. They teach you how to debate. They go, well, some people say this about blah, blah, blah. Well, what I say to that is blah, 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 blah. They just told you the question, what you were thinking. A lot of people go, well, you know, I'm worried about this. They know that's what polls are for. You ever take a poll? Why are you taking a poll? Who needs polls? We, we, we need a poll for it because they want to know what you're thinking. And when they know what you're thinking, they know how to manipulate that thought process. You don't believe, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're into conspiracies. No, I'm not. I'm into common sense. There's no such thing as conspiracy. It's common sense. I'm going to teach you something right here. I, I, I learned this the last couple of years. This is how they sell the whole hey, you know, freedom of speech. And Don't get me wrong. Yes, greatest country in the world, greatest people. Have you been to England? Have you been to, I don't know, uh, Germany? Have you been to France? Have you been to Spain? Have you been to South Africa? Have you been to China? Have you been to Cuba? Have you been out of the country? Then how can you be ignorant enough to go we're the best what do you, and I'm not saying we're not but you can't there, there's a difference between being proud which we are proud I still get teary eyed every time I hear the national anthem I think of my father in World War II every time I hear God bless America I get teary eyed I think of my parents I think about my grandfather my great-grandfather, who was in the Civil War. My grandfather, who was in the Spanish-American War. My father, who was in World War II. My, my cousins, who never came back from Vietnam. So, there's, yes, there's pride, and there's being proud. I get that. But when people start getting riled up, you don't really have the freedom of speech thing because that is attacked. And I'll make classic examples. I this drives me nuts. If someone says something, if I, in conversation, and I'm not going to go into specific things, let's say something happens going on uh, and you go, well, you know, I don't know if I believe that. I, I wouldn't be shocked if I heard this. Now, what happens is, the, the reaction is always this, what are you some type of, are you say? how do you think that the, the people, and they ostracize you, you're in the paper, you're hippie, communist, anti-American, blah, blah, blah. So then you can't say 
you have freedom of speech. Because now you're installing fear on anyone that speaks their opinion. Now, if people speak their opinion and they're morons, that's one thing. But you can't say it's freedom of speech if when they give that freedom of speech, they're just hung. They're called, they're called names and they're labeled. And it's, that's why I don't get involved. I really don't. I love that John Lennon song. I'm just sitting here watching the world go round and round. I really like to watch them roll. That's a, I like people madness, getting caught up on things they have no control of. You believe what's going on over there? Why do you care? Because then you know the terrorists bomb. What do you? Why are you getting all amped up over this? How is this going to affect? Because this is the future. We've been doing that since the beginning of time. And what has changed? Nothing. Nothing. I can, you can, trust me. Do yourself a favor. And here, mark my word. Mark my word. It's, it's written in the books. Trump, whatever. I, people ask me, who do you think is going to win president? I say, who's running? Uh, Cl Clinton. It's Clinton. I don't even have to think about it. It's Clinton. Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton. What's so hard to figure out there? It's Republican for eight years. It's Democrat for eight years. It's Republican for eight years. It's Democrat for eight years. It's professional wrestling. To me, it was sorted out years ago. They're making billions of dollars. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. First they had a black president, and now they have a female president. And it's, it's, I don't get caught up, but that's just me. I know some people do, and all that jazz. And, hey, man, I got three kids. My oldest one's 16, uh, 13. I, if you spent, I bet you if you spent more time not watching news, more time not really getting into politics, but rather, on a smaller scale, making changes. Worrying about your family. Think of taking 10% of the time that you would spend watching the news, which gets you nothing. Tell me what the news gets you. Anything good? Do you ever walk away from the news going, Oh my God, I feel great. I feel great. This was awesome. How awesome was that? 17 murders and a depression. This is good times, but I tell you what. Tell me when you walked away from the news going, man, that was, I feel so much better about my life and our future. Their job is to bring you down. And if you keep asking why and you keep peeling away the onion to see who's behind it. You, you know, you watch anchors. They have, they have no they're just people to deliver what they're reading. They're professional readers. What else? I'm Sue McGillicuddy, and this is your news. No, you're, 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 no, I'm Sue McGillicuddy, and I'm going to read some stuff to you. That's what they should say. Hello, I'm Barb Carmen, and I'm here to read what's in front of me. And I'm going to read it intently, so you listen intently, and I ruined your night. Let's go to you, Tom. I'm going to read some stuff, too, but I'm going to read it over here. 
Well, we're here live, and I'm going to continue to read the camera lines in front of my face. But that's what you're getting involved with. That's what you're watching. If you were to take 10% of that energy and say, what can I do for my wife? What can I do for my kids? What can I do for my family? my best friend, my life, to make it better. Instead of that, I guarantee your life will start getting easier and less stressful and head more in a positive direction where you are going to make a difference. All right, well, that class was fun. There you go. Jim Brewer's Better Living. Wow, that was fun. All right. Well, all right, life is here. Here's as we move along. Let me tell you, I got some exciting things coming up. This is really cool. I came up with an idea that's going to elaborate on what I did this past year. I'm going to continue with the Mets videos. I'm going to continue with updates. Whenever the Mets have an update, I'm going to make an announcement and do my recap videos on what's going on. I'm going to be touring next year uh, in Met cities. So if you want to make a weekend out of it or something, I know in KC is opening opening day for the Mets next year is in Kansas City. How crazy. What are the odds of that happening? What are the odds that the Mets are going to play the Royals to open up the baseball season and these are the two teams that match each other in the series? Who saw that coming? That's, that's weird. That's eerie. Um, so with that said... I'm going to be doing a show in Kansas City. I'll let you, it may be on my website now, jimbrewer.com. Facebook is where to follow me, where I make all the videos, family videos and Met videos. Um, I have some really awesome, really cool coming up. Uh, it, I, I can't wait to announce it. Uh, tomorrow I may have the big um, the meeting with them. And then once we have it laid down, I'm going to announce it probably in a month, right around the holidays. This is going to be awesome for the entire country to get involved with. Let's just say if you're into baseball and you love your team, you're going to love what I'm going to present to you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I met yesterday with, uh, I, I know I talked about earlier in the podcast, meeting with the director to the first video music video which is called old school which is really cool we're gonna do um uh, we we decided when i'm playing the paramount in new york two shows of the paramount i'm gonna be filming a music video that night so if you're gonna be going to the paramount on long island february 13th you could be part of a music video uh, it's it's an awesome rocking video. You will hear the first single that's going to come out, and you will be part of that crowd and part of the video. At the end of my stand-up show, we will perform the song both shows, and the director and production company will be there to shoot the music video with you, the live crowd, for both those shows at the Paramount. So that's really exciting. If you're in the Chester area, I'll let you know about. I'm also going to be filming at a place called Bernie's. <laughs> Everyone in my area knows Bernie's. It's, it's like the coolest 1970s bar you've ever seen in your life. Every Wednesday, they have an open mic there. Um, 
So that's for the people who live in Chester. But uh, overall, I'll keep you updated when we're going to. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you because you're the person I, I and that's what this podcast is about. Just you're my friends. You sit on my porch. We talk together. We figure things out as great friends. And uh, I'll keep you updated on everything. And I just seriously. Thank you. Just thank you. There's so many of you that come up to me, and, and one of the favorite things I hear, when, you, when I hear, hey, Jim, I love your podcast, I listen to your podcast, what I get out of that is you know more about me than anyone else in the audience. And you'll see my whole demeanor change when someone says that. So if you come up to me and say that, thank you. I will see, you will see me stop for a second and shake that hand a little harder and just go, thank you. And just know, I truly mean thank you. So, thanks for listening, whoever's listening. Let's hope we have a great New York Mets offseason. Um, try, no, try the no news. I promise you. It's the best diet you ever have. Just try for, try for a week. It'll show you how addicted you are. And you'll start to see, yeah, you really don't need it. You don't. Anyway. All right, man, all the best to you. Thanks for always being there, and hopefully I'll get a new podcast out as soon as possible. I think I will. I'm playing in Mexico all next week, and um, when I come back, I'm, I know I'm playing Nyack, Connecticut. Uh, new, oh, I got a new private show. I'm going to be heading out to L.A. for record company stuff, and this is going to be a fun year, and I'm glad you're tapping in now. Soon I'll make that announcement. If you're a big baseball fan, you're going to love this no matter what city you're in. And, um, yeah, thanks for always being there. Thank you. I, I don't care what anyone says. My fans are the best. Take care, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.